Welcome everybody to Slabstock's Week 7 NFL Recap. I'm your host Nate. I will be here to talk to you today about our good quarterback of the weeks, our bad quarterback of the week, and a news and notes section. We won't have Aaron joining us today. He had prior commitments, so it's just me today. We're dumbing it down a little bit. We will still have our news and notes section, but instead of three good quarterbacks, three bad quarterbacks, I'm going to be doing one good quarterback, one bad quarterback, and then Lamar Jackson, because while his quarterbacking numbers aren't great, his rushing numbers are insane, so he needs to be talked about. And I think he deserves a little bit more than a news and notes section blip. All right, with that, we are going to go to news and notes. Uh, We'll start with running backs this week. Uh, For running backs, Dalvin Cook had another great game. 25 carries, 143 yards, two touchdowns. uh, Led the league in total yards this week. Uh, Chase Edmonds, rookie running back for Arizona, had a spectacular game. 126 yards and three touchdowns, uh, which is pretty incredible considering David Johnson was supposed to start. He didn't start, and Chase Edmonds went off. Uh, Josh Jacobs. Led the NFL this week in yards per rush with 5.9. He had 21 rushes for 124 yards. Very nice showing for the rookie. And then way down the list, we've got Sony Michelle, who did not actually have a very good rushing week. He had 19 carries for 42 yards, which is only a 2.2 average uh, yards per rush. But he did find pay dirt three times. So if you're a fantasy football league, you know, all of a sudden you're looking at twenty-two point a 22-point week for a guy that only had 40 yards. That's pretty great. So a 42-yard, three touchdowns, decent week for him. Moving on, we will go to the receivers this week. Uh, and a lot, of good, a lot of good showings for a bunch of receivers. Nothing too much to write home about, but Stefan Diggs had another great week, two weeks in a row. Seven catches for 142 yards. Uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling of the Packers had two catches for 133 yards and a touchdown. uh, With a 74-yard touchdown being as long, he caught a little bit of an out route and then just turned up field. And there was only one guy in front of him the entire way, and Aaron Jones was already downfield putting a block on him. And Marquez Valdez-Scantling had the easiest 74-yard touchdown you'll ever see. And then Darren Waller, uh, tight end for Oakland. He had a great week, seven catches, 126 yards, and two touchdowns. Packers seem to be having a little bit of a tough time against tight ends, and uh, it didn't stop this week with Darren Waller's week. Uh, Packers had a lot of open territory in the middle of the field that Waller was feasting on. I'm not so sure what to make of that, but it wasn't great. Um, and then last, or, or second to last, Zach Pascal. Wide receiver for Indiana or Indianapolis, six catches for 106 yards and two touchdowns. Don't know where that came from. Dude wasn't on my radar at all. Obviously, I'm not a huge wide receiver guy, but the guy came out of nowhere. And then, last but not least, Marvin Jones Jr. had a career day for Detroit. He had 10 catches for 93 yards and four touchdowns, which is... uh, an insane day, uh, fantasy-wise. That's 10 catch points for catches, another 9 points for yards, so you're at 19. And then he had another 24 points in uh, touchdowns. So like a 43-point day overall, which is really good.
And then lastly, just talking about defense here real quick. Um, the Patriots' defense was unbelievable. They had four interceptions and a forced fumble, which brought their season total in interceptions up to 19, I believe, which is one less or one more uh, than all of the interceptions they had as a team last year. They had 18 interceptions last year, and they have 19 already through seven weeks this year. So the Patriots are, as of right now, unbelievable. Obviously, you can talk about you can talk about the quality of competition. I'm pretty sure all their teams are under 500. They've played the Jets twice. They've played the Dolphins. They've played the Redskins. They played the Giants. Um, all pretty terrible quarterback situations. So you know you can you can say oh but look who they played. But even the teams that are playing those teams aren't getting the numbers that the Patriots have been getting. So I think we need to shout them out a little bit. They've looked unbelievable. And it's not that they've just been beating bad quarterbacks. They've been embarrassing them. Winning 33 to nothing against a Jets team that looked okay the week before and people were excited about. And they obliterated them. So with that... Uh, news and notes section is done. Let's move on to our good and bad section of the week. So we've got one good for this week, and you already know who it's going to be. You already know. If I was Stephen A. Smith, I'd say, that bad man. Aaron Rodgers was unbelievable this week. Unbelievable. Now the Raiders have bad defense deep. I saw a tweet earlier this week um, where they were giving up astronomical passer ratings on deep passes, both right, center, and left uh, of the on the field. And Rodgers made them pay all day. But Rodgers went 25 for 31, only six incompletions. He threw for 429 yards. He threw for 429 yards on 25 completions. Let that sink in for a little bit. That's ridiculous. He had five touchdowns, only got sacked once, and ran in for a touchdown, and had a perfect 158.3 passer rating. The first time in his career that he has had a perfect passer rating. And also the first time in the history of the Green Bay Packers. You've got Bart Starr, you've got Brett Favre, and you've had the last, like, 11 years of Aaron Rodgers, and yet this is the first perfect passer rating in a day. Um, not much else to say about Rodgers. It was, it was incredible. If you go on The Ringer or onto any other national news source, you'll have seen multiple articles about Rodgers this week, how he vaulted himself into the MVP race. It, it, was, it was a beautiful game. One of those passes was a pass right to Alan Lazard that he dropped for big yardage. Otherwise, he would have been, you know, 26 for 31. Um, so it's it's just an incredible week. I, I don't want to fangirl too much here because, obviously, I'm very biased. But it was, like, the best game I've ever seen Rodgers throw. And this is seven weeks. Let me repeat that. Seven weeks into a brand-new offense. He's never been in Matt LaFleur's offense before. And he's already comfortable seven weeks in. And not only that, but you have to remember, 
no Devonte Adams. Devonte Adams is a top, depending on your rankings, probably top seven. Some would argue top five. Some might argue top three wide receiver in the NFL, and they didn't have him. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, our second wide receiver, was injured. Geronimo Allison, our third wide receiver, was playing injured. And what did Rodgers do? He completed passes to eight different guys. No, no receiver had more than four receptions. No receiver had less than two receptions. And he just moved the ball around. It was, it was vintage 2011-2012 Rodgers, 2013 Rodgers again, um, <coughs> which was very nice to see. We had a lot of movement pre-snap, a lot of guys getting open. Uh, it was beautiful to see. It was beautiful to know that Rodgers still has the ability to single-handedly win you a game. Um, like those, the while Jake Kumaro is nice, as a like project wide receiver and Geronimo Allison and Marquez Valdez Scantling would be nice as like third depth wide receivers. Um, they have no business putting up 42 point games. Jimmy Graham had four catches for 65 yards and a touchdown. Jimmy Graham is not Jimmy Graham anymore. And yet Aaron Rodgers led this group of guys Marquez Valdez Scantling, Jimmy Graham, Jake Kumaro, Danny Vitale, Alan Lazard. Geronimo Allison, Aaron Jones, and Jamal Williams to a 42-point, 24 victory. And with Aaron Rodgers' great game, I've got a little bit of a, a card price here for you. A 2005 Contenders Rookie Ticket Auto, uh, numbered to 530, with, that was a BGS 910, sold for $2,800 on October 3rd. After the game on, uh, or after this week's game, today, today, 10-23-2019, there is an Aaron Rodgers, same exact card, BGS 910. It's currently at $3,050 with six hours and 57 minutes left on the, on the uh, auction. That is a, like, $250 increase in... 20 days, uh, and I'm imagining most of that increase is because of three days ago. So Aaron Rodgers, he was our good for the week. Again, we're only going through one good this week, so Aaron Rodgers was our good this week. And not only that, but a lot of the quarterbacks for the week um, that were good, it was a lot of vets. You've got Kirk Cousins, who did well, Jacoby Brissett, who did well, uh, Ryan Tannehill, who did well. Derek Carr did well. But you don't have a bunch of uh, young guys. Uh, your young guy would be Patrick Mahomes, who got injured. He went 10 for 11 with 76 yards and a touchdown before going down with injury. All right, so that's our good section. Moving on to our bad section, we have... <coughs> excuse me. We have one guy. And... If you watch Monday Night Football, you already know who this is. Um, if you're Luge and New, you already know who this is. So many people were hyping up Sam Darnold before the season. His his base prism PSA tens were up to like hundred twenty dollars, hundred twenty five bucks. 
or yeah, I think it was about 120 bucks. Um, I know there were over 100, and he had never. He played last year. He he was okay. They didn't really get any weapons on offense besides Le'Veon Bell, and people were so excited, despite the fact that he is a USC quarterback. And what USC quarterback has ever done well besides Carson Palmer? And he had no offensive weapons besides Le'Veon Bell. But people were pumped. And then he played week one and wasn't very good. And people were like, ugh. And then he got mono. And he was out for weeks. And people kind of forgot, you know, and like, yeah, Sam Darnold, blah, blah, blah. And then he came back and played a decent game. Not a great game, a decent game last week and people lost their minds lost their minds about the game last week Jets fans all over the place being like oh Sam Darnold's amazing blah 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 well he then got to play New England and like we talked about before New England's defense is unbelievable really 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 good probably the best defense I've ever seen in my life alive That being said, an 11 for 32 day with 86 yards, zero touchdowns, four interceptions, and a fumble is unexcusable. I know Sam Darnold doesn't have great wide receivers. He's got Robbie Anderson. He's got Jamison Crowder. He's got a collection of other guys. He's got Le'Veon Bell. His tight end from last year is injured. Chris Herndon. It's not a great collection of offensive talent besides Le'Veon. But I just watched Aaron Rodgers storm through a team with a bunch of nobodies. Sam Darnold has to do better than 11 for 32 for 86 yards and four interceptions. Some of those interceptions, too, they went to nobody. There's nobody around, just Patriots uh, players. <coughs> Some of them were because he was getting pressured and he had no time and he tried to force throws. I guess I can understand. He's young. He can learn from it. But 11 for 32 for 86 yards. He had almost half as many turnovers as he had completions on the day. He had more turnovers... He had a higher amount of turnovers at 5 than he had a passer rating. Passer rating goes from 0 to 158.3. Aaron Rodgers was at 158.3. Sam Darnold was at 3.6. He had 5 turnovers. Even even forget the fumble. He had 4 interceptions. He had more interceptions, a higher amount of interceptions than he had a passer rating. That is unbelievably bad. And I don't care who you play. I don't care if it's the 1985 Bears, the 2019 New England Patriots. There's no excuse for completing one-third of your passes, not even crossing 100 yards, and throwing four picks. And his prices? Not much better. Before the game, people were paying the last... I'm taking a Sam Darnold, looking at a Sam Darnold Prism base rookie PSA 9. PSA 9, not PSA 10. 
and on October 20th, it sold for $14 plus $3.25 shipping. Same card on October 23rd after the game, sold for $9.33 plus $4 shipping. So that is a loss of about 4 bucks, and these were both on bids, so it's not like somebody did a buy it now. Um, so you can kind of guess that that is the true value of the card. <coughs> uh, obviously not a ton not a ton of cards have sold since then I don't think anybody's going to be wanting to cut bait off of a Patriots game they are a great offense and they do get to play uh, <coughs> they get to play let me pull up the NFL schedule here real quick um, I, whoever they get to play is a pretty weak competition I'm pretty, they get to play the Jaguars without Jalen Ramsey so, you know, hold on, see if he has a bounce-back game. But that showing against New England was pitiful. And so, you'll see a little bit drop right now. Nobody's selling PSA 10s. Uh, none of the autos have gone. We'll see tonight. There's a couple Sam Darnold's ending tonight, so you can really gauge his prices from there. Um, but there's been a bit of a drop. And we really got to temper, I think. Temper... Our expectations on Sam Darnold in the meantime, but also remember that he has nobody at wide receiver, and um, play the Patriots. But on the other end of the spectrum, you got to remember that Josh Allen also played the Patriots a couple weeks ago. Wasn't great. Didn't turn the ball over a bunch. Uh, I think it was only three times instead of five. <laughs> Uh, and did enough to almost win the game. They lost 16 to 10, not 33 to nothing. <coughs> All right, with that, we move on to our Lamar Jackson of the week. Maybe we should just have a Lamar Jackson Jackson of the week because Lamar Jackson was yet again amazing. Um, he, in a quarterback... In a quarterback stand, from a quarterback standpoint, he was not spectacular. He went nine for twenty with 143 yards, which is a 45 completion uh, percent completion percentage. He only averaged 7.2 yards per pass. He didn't throw any touchdowns. He didn't throw any sacks. He had a 69.4 uh, quarterback rating, so not great. Not nothing to write home about. But. He finished with 14 rushing attempts for 116 yards and a touchdown, which is absolutely, cra absolutely crazy. <coughs> Excuse me. Two weeks in a row of 100-plus yards. And Lamar Jackson is currently on pace for 3,700 yards passing and 1,300 yards rushing, which in today's NFL has never been done. That's better than Michael Vick. He's also on pace for like seven, like seven rushing touchdowns, and he's also thrown eleven touchdowns on the year to only five picks. So, Lamar Jackson, absolutely spectacular. I don't really know what to say about him anymore. He went up against a good, good Seahawks team, and he went in there and beat him up, beat him up soundly. They won thirty to sixteen. They have a bye this week. And then they play the Patriots. So that'll be the real test. I'm 
he is firmly in the good quarterback conversation. Nobody can take that away from him anymore. Nobody can say, oh, Lamar Jackson, he's a one-gadget type of guy. No, he's a quarterback. He's a runner. He's amazing. He beat a good team. He finally had that test, and he passed with flying colors. Now let's see what they do against the Patriots, the best defense we've seen in years. Can he run all over them? Let's find out. With that, uh, just a brief little recap or uh, look into next week's schedule. Uh, week 8 of the NFL, obviously I said no Ravens. We're kind of robbed of a good game. It's Packers-Chiefs this weekend, but Patrick Mahomes is obviously dealing with en- injury, so we're probably not going to see him be- um, him playing, so we're robbed of that. Otherwise, for good games of the week, we have Browns-Patriots, if you want to call it a good game. Browns have been uh, underwhelming, but... You know, it's still a, it's still an interesting matchup. Um, we got Cardinals Saints. Saints are obviously good. Cardinals have Kyler Murray, which is always exciting. Eagles Bills should be interesting. Eagles have a decent offense. Bills have a great defense. But the games themselves are mad. Bengals Rams, Giants Lions, Falcons Seahawks, Vikings Redskins, Bears Chargers. Texans, Buccan- or Titans, Buccaneers, Broncos, Colts. It's a bunch of bad map- matchups. So I guess my matchup of the week would probably be Browns-Patriots if if Patrick Mahomes can potentially play on Sunday, then I'm taking Packers-Chiefs. With that, our Week 7 NFL podcast recap is done. I would like to thank you all for listening. I always enjoy doing these Um and I appreciate you guys taking your time out of your day to listen to it. Sorry for not having Aaron on this week. Usually that leads to some good back and forth. But he had uh, prior school engagements to worry about. Has a big test test tonight that he had to study for. If you uh, haven't done so already, um, we have a Sunday newsletter called The Sunday Slab. It would mean the world to us if you would sign up for that. You can go to slabstocks.com, and there will be a bar right at the top of the page. You can just enter your email into. Aaron does a lot of work on that every weekend. There's some good information in there. Polls of the week, um, tweet of the week, uh, stat of the week, and then there's always at the end a small giveaway, $5 PayPal. As we get bigger, we hope to grow that. Um, where it's a trivia question, and then if you get it right, you get entered into a pool, and one person gets picked uh, for the $5. So that's a nice little bonus to getting the Sunday Slab. Um, we have our eBay lists um, that if you don't have time or don't really know who you're looking for, you can sign up for our eBay links list. We Aaron and I go through every night. And we look at the next day's auctions, and we pick out the cards that are that we like or we think are decent investments, um, or just you know sometimes there's wild cards in there. You know, Mason Rudolph might throw some Mason Rudolph cards in there, even if I'm not like a huge fan of his, just because there is still potential. 
So we grab the nice cards, the cards people are going after, put them in, and then we will also go through and grab well-priced cards uh, on Buy It Now's, cards that are 10 15 20 30 sometimes 40 50 dollars under comps and we send them out in an email real quick that you can uh get to your inbox and find and you can buy that card <coughs> you can buy buy that card right there you don't ever have to look for it you don't have to deal with the stress of trying to find the cards or be a, one up on somebody we take that on for you um you can sign up for a one week free trial uh, on slabstocks.com um, and then from there it's like $5 a month after that it's a pretty good deal we know a lot of people that love it so if you want to sign up for that that would be spectacular otherwise the rest of the week uh, look forward to just our normal amount of Instagram posts we'll hopefully be getting a video out here in the next couple weeks but not going to be this week and uh, if you got any questions, as always, uh, message us at Slabstocks uh, Instagram or on Slabstocks Nate Instagram or Slabstocks Aaron Instagram, and we'll always get around to answering your questions. With that, thanks everyone for listening, and I hope you all have a good rest of your night.